2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: Now on the Daily Mix Show.
2: Damn,
0: some birds aren't meant to be caged. Yet, here we are, butt naked, eating soggy bologna sandwiches. Figure it's time to get busy living and get busy winning. Let's play
3: sound. Cellmates is the game where lawbreakers become game changers. And this week we are playing for Lamb of God and Mastodon tickets. Ah,
4: Awesome. Easy listening.
3: Oh, for sure. Little toe tappers in that set list. They're gonna be at Showwear Center on August seventeenth. Let's meet our cellmates. We have Jeff in Bonnie Lake, who got a ticket for urinating on subway tracks.
0: Yep. Yeah, good morning. Yeah. Uh this was this was back back over on the East Coast. Uh, I was in Philadelphia waiting for the train to go back over to New Jersey, and uh, after that night of heavy drinking, a couple of friends uh, we uh, <clears throat> had to had to use the facilities, but there were none. So I went into what a what I thought was a secluded corner, but apparently had cameras everywhere. Oh no! And, uh, got a got on the train, and at the next stop, the cops stopped the train and came on and gave me a ticket. I actually, had to go to court for it. So wow. That was fun.
4: That is so crazy that they were waiting for you. I would think, like, they see that, and, like, ah, guy's being an idiot. I'm not going to waste my time, though, tracking him down and wait for him
0: at the next exit.
3: I wonder how often they're dealing with people that that they got to give urination tickets to, urinating in public tickets.
0: I, yeah, right? And and the funny thing is, is it was the the city that it was in, in New Jersey, was a very high-crime area, so I'm sure they had <laughs> other more pressing issues to deal with. They were probably just bored on a Saturday night.
4: Maybe, let's just mess with this guy. Here's the world's dumbest question is, is – It's P-Bad for train tracks. Like, (laughs) Like, does it rust them up? Yeah, I don't know. Like, is it something that could, like, cause damage to it? Like, were you aiming to try and hit the tracks themselves? Because I feel like I'd be that idiot that's like, you know, I want to see how good my aim is.
3: Well, and also my other question, because I'm not not from that area and I've never done that stretch on a subway, but how long is that trip from, you said Philadelphia to where you were going in New Jersey? How long was that trip going to be? Oh,
0: it was like a 15-minute train ride. It's not long.
4: Go back to my question. I do want to know the answer, though. <laughs> were, you, were you aiming for the train tracks?
0: I was tra- actually trying not to hit the tracks because I didn't want to hit the third rail because I wasn't sure how uh, electrocuted I was going to get. Oh, that's right. Yeah,
3: that's now that's smart. You might have been drunk, but you weren't that drunk. See, you I'm were the, thinking
4: I'm the dumbass <laughs> to get blasted. Like, I'd be like shot against the wall. Like what happened, to that guy? He hit the third rail.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeff. We're going to meet your cellmate. It is Dirk in Tacoma. Dirk, you got yes. pulled over for speeding, so your friend wouldn't get pulled over.
0: Yes. We were uh he didn't have a driver's license and I knew this and we were we were both speeding to to my house and when we both passed the cop I decided to run the diversion play and do some swooping in and out of traffic like to really do some to show off my skills as it were and he did follow me instead and pulled me over You're a good friend when he when he pulled me over, he this is not the first time I've left a cop speechless due to my driving habits. But he came up to the car, furious, ears blowing steam, and said, "Do you know why I pulled you over?" The the best rhetorical question. I say nothing. He says, "Because you're driving like an a hole." Was so that's I, I was. What he would have written me a ticket for, if he had written me a ticket, I I thought that'd be funny if he could write it for that. If if that's an RCW, (laughs) you know, driving like an a-hole.
3: So Uh, you got out of it, though. You didn't get a ticket.
0: I didn't get a ticket, no.
4: Wow. I was about to say, how much was that ticket? You should have lied to your friend and said, I got a $500 ticket. You should pay it for me.
0: (laughs) That uh, that
4: actually would have been the smart thing to do. Well, it's always fun to scam your friends out of money.
0: Of course. (laughs) I'm
4: kidding. Well,
0: Steve,
3: based on the severity of these cellmates' crimes, who should go first in the game?
4: I'm still blown away that he didn't get the ticket. I'm shocked. I would have
3: definitely gotten the ticket.
4: But I want to go with the guy who went number one on on the train tracks. Jeff. Jeff.
3: (laughs) All right, Jeff. Question number one to you. Patrick Mahomes won Super Bowl MVP for the third time yesterday, making him one of only three players to have ever won the award three or more times. Name one of the other two players.
0: Tom Brady? Yes. Nice. The other
3: one, Joe Montana.
4: Hell yeah, who we almost talked to last
3: week. I know, we were this close. We were so close. <laughs> All right, Dirk, between women and men, who typically has the faster heartbeat? Women. Women. Correct. The game
0: continues. All
3: right, Jeff. How many sets of wings do bees have? Two? Correct. Damn. Dirk. Typically only known by his title and last name, what famous serial mascot technically has Horatio Magellan as his first and middle names?
0: That would be
3: the captain. Yeah, cap and cap. <laughs> Yes. Oh. All right, Jeff.
0: I would have that.
3: What famous playwright coined the term star-crossed lovers? Taylor Swift. Yes.
4: Oh, that was Taylor Swift.
3: <laughs> Dirk, which U.S. state capital is closest in distance to Washington's state capital of Olympia?
0: Oh, so if I knew the capital of Oregon, that would probably be it. <laughs> Do you Astoria?
3: have... Doria? Oh, oh! Jeff is going Jeff. to the show! Congratulations! Thank you both for playing. Congratulations cool. to Jeff. You are the winner of Cellmates, and you're going to see Lamb of God and Mastodon at the Showwear Center on August ah. 17th. And good news, there's train tracks
4: right oh. by that
0: place. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to avoid the train that
4: yeah. night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe don't take the sounder. They have a nice parking lot there. You can drive.
3: Indeed. Well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees were announced. Yes. And as you can imagine, people are not happy about it. <laughs> Happens every year that way. You're going to find out why after Pearl Jam. The Daily
0: Mix Show. The Daily Migs Show.
3: Okay. It's a very dramatic topic. Uh-oh. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees. Okay, what do you think?
4: Where's your take? I mean, because some people get very mad about this, the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because more often than not, I'd say a good 85% of the artists that ever get nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame are not rock and roll at all.
3: And the thing is, I feel like it's been like that since the beginning. It's not like this is a new thing. They've always been like overly inclusive with genres and different influences and things of that nature. Right. But it does wear on me because there's so many deserving bands and rock artists that actually fly the rock flag that are not in. And it's very frustrating to me
4: which is funny because i get frustrated with the people who complain about it. I'm like at this point when are we going to stop fighting about this it's <laughs> just like i've already given up hope it's not a rock and roll hall of fame it's just a and some people have even argued saying hey why don't we rethink about renaming it honestly if i was part of the rock and roll hall of fame committee i'd be like "Gosh, why don't we just call it the music hall of fame why are we even going down this road with the rock every year unless they like the fact that people argue for sure because Then you're actually bringing up the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and they're getting way more. They're getting way more at Pub than they would have gotten if they just said it's the Music Hall of Fame.
3: Well, it's it's the class of 2024, or the nominees for the class of 2024, and they have a potential double honoree this year. Uh oh. Ozzy Osbourne. Okay. So he's already in as a member of Black Sabbath, but now he's being nominated as a solo artist.
4: Which I gotta be honest with you, I'm shocked that he's not already in as a solo artist as well. Like that, when I first saw that, I was just like, Wait a second. Why is he not a part of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already? And then I realized, oh, it's Black Sabbath. All right. He's so a part
3: of it. So when his debut solo album came out in 1980, which means he has been, you know, I mean, that was 40, what, 44 years ago? So it's been, it, he's got some eligibility there. Because oh. I think you have to have had, I think it's got to be 25 years from your first, from release. Your first release. 100%. Yeah. So all, also on the list of nominees, Mary J. Blige.
4: Okay. How do you r- feel about that one? I mean, this is pretty rocking right here. I mean,
3: Oh, yeah. I loved her in the Super Bowl halftime show a couple years ago. She was fantastic.
4: You hear that guitar?
3: That floor. Yes! <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. Okay, how do you feel about this one? Mariah Carey.
4: Oh man, she's got me feeling emotions.
3: I'm actually surprised she's not already
4: in it. She deserves to be in it for the damn Christmas song.
3: Oh, absolutely. I don't know
4: why. Just, she's just that one thing. She
3: is living off of that one song. I mean, she's got a lot of amazing songs, but that song is the one that's going to provide her family with generational wealth for Do you think,
4: like, eons. come October, November, she's just like, we're gonna about ready to get rich again. <laughs> like, we're about to get so much money from the amount of airplay that I'm going to get for that damn Christmas song.
3: Cher is also a nominee. Also rocking. No! To this song when it came out, I will I
4: not lie. What was it? Was this the one? Where's the one? What was the one that she was like on a navy ship and she was showing her butt?
3: Oh, I don't know. You but don't I know I like that to see one? That.
4: I don't remember. I thought it was the Believe song. Maybe it's not, maybe it's a, if
3: I turn back I don't
4: know how it goes. But
3: a couple more that actually are in more of the rock vein here. Dave Matthews Band,
4: <laughs> Northwest guy. Now,
3: oh yeah. Oh, that's a jam right
4: there, man! I used, dude. I used to, I used to be all about Dave Matthews in college. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is what you listened to in college,
3: for sure. Bunch of hippies and plastic it.
4: dude. One of my favorite experiences with a rock, an artist was Dave Matthews. I've never seen him live full performance, mm-hmm. but when I worked at the end, we did like one of those end sessions, and it was Dave Matthews performing. I think it was called like the Big Picture in Belltown. It was a little, it was. Be, before it became all the craze, but it was like one of those movie theaters where you could get food and you could relax. It was like one of the first of its kind. And then they had like the they set up something where Dave Matthews performed at this. Ooh! And Dave showed up wasted.
3: That checks out.
4: Wait, it's like it's like eleven thirty in the in the morning. <laughs> like he he is just fired up, not in the bad way. Like he he was Mister Fun loving, drunk, having a great time, playing his songs, which was fun. But then like in between the songs, he would like go on these drunken ramblings, and I, I'll never forget one of them being. He somehow started talking about Burger King, and then he just started yelling, I'm the Burger King, bitch. I'm the Burger King. And then went into one of his other songs, which, even drunk, he still nailed it perfectly.
3: Well, he might be making his way into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year, Steve, bringing it home to Seattle. For
4: that moment alone, he should be in the Hall of Fame, if you ask me.
3: Some rock bands here. Foreigner. Okay. Peter Frampton. Okay. Jane's Addiction.
4: That's the one I want to see in there.
3: How do you feel about Oasis? Man.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
4: I know I like Oasis for like one record, but is one record or two records? I mean, they've had a obviously they've put out several albums, but I think they've had two albums that are of critical acclaim and also commercial. What's the commercial. story, Morning Glory? And then one of the other ones I can't yeah. remember. But is that does that get does that justify being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Although some might say that about Jane's Addiction as well. I guess my personal taste. If I had to pick one or the other, I'm going Jane's Addiction.
3: Yeah, I think I I got to lean into Jane's Addiction on that one. Although.
4: Put Oasis in if you got Noel and Liam up on stage and they argue. Because they don't like each other. I'll pay extra Still, to see that. They hate each other. Yeah. So if you could get those bo- both of those two up on stage to accept the award mm. and just tell you how they really feel, make it happen.
3: Also on the list, Cool in the Gang, Sinead O'Connor.
4: I feel like she's going to be put in.
3: Is it Sade or Sade? 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 I didn't know that.
4: <laughs> it's sad that I do.
3: I've never, I've never heard of that. Sade, that's, that's the band, but it's also it's her name, right? Yeah. I don't think
4: it's a band. You I don't think know she, Sade? I think her
3: band is... Called
4: that? I don't know. This is see. This belongs in the rock and roll hall of fame.
1: Mm.
3: Mm. Steve, yeah. (laughs) Makes you
4: feel good, right? Taryn, you're completely right. That was the name of the band. Wait, so her name is also the name of the band? Sade are an English band formed in London and is named after their lead singer. But well, that point, you're just that's. Then you're just like that's It's just you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like if the band was called Gwen Stefani. Well, okay, but what
3: about a band called Bon Jovi? That's just his last name.
4: <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think if you use your first name, then it's just that you're taking full ownership. That's just, I don't that's know. Just too much why narcissism. am I arguing over this?
3: A tribe called Quest is also on the list of nominees. Rockaholics, yeah, a lot of fans not happy about the list, but that happens every single year.
4: How could you be unhappy with the list when this is being offered to us?
3: <laughs> well, we'll see uh, how it all shakes out. I guess they're going to announce the class in April, and then the ceremony will follow sometime down the road in the fall.
4: And it's turn back time by share that's on the USS oh. Missouri. Yeah, booty. It got
0: her banned from MTV. How about rock?
4: So maybe she does deserve to be in there. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, Good point. And, and I mean, it was like one of the first times you saw her uh, someone's butt on, on MTV. It was pretty awesome. You, did you pause it? Could you pause it at that point? I mean, mentally, yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and when that happened, of
3: course, I was listening to this. <laughs> mm.
2: Oh, Rockaholics
3: Super Bowl 58 was yesterday and a man that won a Super Bowl ring with the Seahawks was there in person to watch it all go down. Luke Wilson is going to join us at 820 to chat about the game.
2: The Daily Mix Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart
1: knows nothing gets between you and the game.
3: yesterday's super bowl 58 went down and the chiefs beat the 49ers in overtime
4: and we're very excited to have our next guest on he was there at the super bowl covering for tsn our good buddy a man who won a super bowl with your seattle seahawks luke wilson luke
1: how's it going good man how are you doing i'm doing well just heading to the uh airport you know uh, kind of actually excited to get out of vegas
4: Real, I was wondering, I was like, Luke, Luke likes to party. I was like, I was wondering if maybe you like hooked up with the boys and just decided to go party with the Kansas City Chiefs last night.
1: No, I did not. You know, Migs, I'm getting a little old now, so <laughs> my party days are few and <laughs> far between. That's fair. What did you think about the the Super Bowl? You know, I thought the first, let's call it two and a half quarters, might have been the most uh, boring I've seen in a long time. A lot of mistakes, really sloppy. But the uh, overtime and... After that, really worked worked out well. You know, I thought that was pretty electric. Uh, you know, I made a joke last night on TSN, but as a former Seahawk, I uh, I couldn't have been more happy that the Niners didn't win. I was... <laughs> yes.
3: I think all the Seahawks fans feel that way. You just can't. By principle, you can't root for the Niners.
1: Yeah, I mean, that would be my thing. I just... They're in our division. You know, kind of got the best of us this year. So, yeah, I was pretty amped at... Uh, the Chiefs have to figure out a way to get it done.
3: So, Luke Wilson, I have a question. You get a Super Bowl ring how long after you win the Super Bowl? When when are these uh, Kansas City Chiefs going to be receiving their bling?
1: I believe it's sometime in uh, kind of beginning of June. Generally right now, I'll get somebody, I'm sure, the next week or so to start designing it up. And then usually they'll try, because, you know, guys will go for free agency, that sort of stuff. So they'll try and find a day where it's right after OTAs or um, towards one of the later kind of OTAs where if somebody is no longer on the team, they can fly in, and it's a pretty big event and unveiling. So it's... uh, We were actually at the... At the time, I believe it was the EMP, but it's now called the MOPOP. Mm -hmm. Is that that right? Yes. so uh, that was our event, and it was funny, full circle, but it was a pretty big party, and Usher actually performed at our ring ceremony. So last night he was in the halftime show. You know, as you guys know, I'm more of a Guns and Roses guy, but uh, that did bring me back to our to our ring ceremony. Hit the uh, EMP there.
4: Oh, that's awesome! I didn't even realize that. I also saw John uh, John Ryan and Sarah Colonna posted up on their social media, and you know, John was rocking the Super Bowl ring, going wherever they were going, and Sarah Colonna had like a cool necklace. And I didn't I don't I didn't realize that. Did, did the significant others get some kind of a, a gift?
1: You know, Migs, that is a great question. And at the time, I did not have a significant other, so I have absolutely no idea. But if they did, I might have to come back knocking. Like, how come I didn't get that right. for a future significant other? You know,
4: <laughs> that could be better than a wedding proposal. Just like, here, take my Super Bowl pendant.
1: No question. I gotta see. I gotta get to the bottom of that.
4: Luke, I want to ask you a question. Uh, So, I I don't know if, uh, hopefully you can hear the audio. Uh, We had a clip of, was it Mercole Hardman that I wanted to play for you. Uh, Danny, I've got it over here, so in case you know. Uh, And it was after the game, and Patrick Mahomes and him were talking to some of the announcers for uh, the NFL Network and shared a crazy story. So, I'm going to play it for you. I just want to get your take if this ever happened to someone like you or any of your teammates.
0: Patrick hey, Mahomes, can I tell a quick funny story? Please. I
2: threw a touchdown to this dude at the end of the game. And he looked at me, I said, and he had no idea. I said, dude, we just won the Super Bowl. I out. And yeah. he, he said he blacked out. He had no idea. I was like, bro, because he, he didn't even celebrate
0: at the beginning. I'm like, what are we doing? Hey, well, I thought <laughs> you were talking about, okay, yeah,
1: it's time to celebrate now. So, hey. Did,
0: you seriously did not know the I game? Did, was... I blacked out. I literally blacked out. I swear to God, I blacked out. Okay.
4: Have you ever blacked out during a game?
1: No, I mean, to be honest, it's the first time I've heard of that, and it's just so surprising that you could be that, let's call it, clueless. (laughs) Okay? I mean, you score the, uh, again, I was, uh, this wasn't, it was quite the opposite, but on the play we lost the Super Bowl, um, I was on the field for that, and I remember walking to the line, and there was a brief second in my head that thought, man, this would be sweet if I caught the game winning." Super Bowl, but the issue was uh I was on the zone side and it was man coverage, so that slight hope that I had pretty much died within seconds. Mm. And then obviously we all know what happened after that. But um yeah, that's it's shocking. So Migs, to answer your question, no, that has not happened to anyone I know, nor myself. I mean that is bizarre.
4: I thought that was so strange too when they brought that up. I'm like, this guy just caught the game winning touchdown and he had no idea that he did.
1: I mean that would be like Migs imagine you're playing goalie and it's a shootout. And if you get a stop, you win the Stanley Cup. Right. And you get a stop and you have no clue that like, hey, this stop clinches the deal. You know, I, I don't I don't even know how to explain
4: it. Oh, I would be bringing that up nonstop for the rest of the night. If not for the rest of my life, I'd be showing video footage at the bars. Like, hey, this was me right here. At I North don't remember me. it,
3: but I did it. That's
4: so crazy. I yeah, know you've never had that nor knew anyone that's ever experienced something like that. I just thought that was bonkers.
3: We're yeah, talk, I agree. The that is crazy. Super Bowl champion Luke Wilson. That was 10 years ago that we that our yep. Seattle Seahawks won, which was such a magical time for this city. Being down in Las Vegas, how many days were you there leading up to it, kind of getting yourself ready to do all this awesome coverage for the Sports Network in Canada?
1: I was in town on Sunday night. We got in. Our first day working was Monday. So it was kind of wild to see the big change because Monday through, let's call it, midday Thursday. It was the most quiet I've ever seen Vegas for me. Again, usually I'm here in the summertime and on a weekend only. Not that I'm even a frequent Vegas goer, if you will. But um, I'll tell you this, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it was pretty much a gridlock. It was hard to get around. There's people everywhere, a million events. So it was a uh, cool experience, but it was a lot. There was a lot going on here.
3: Did you feel like, could you speak for the entire like country of Canada who they were pulling for? Who were the Canadian football fans wanting to see win the game?
1: You know what? It's funny because we don't have a team that's from Canada. Um, it's very kind of Seahawks on the West Coast. There's a lot of Bills fans on the yeah. uh, Eastern Coast. And then even kind of the middle, I'd say the Vikings are a pretty well-liked team. Um, but what also happens is you just get a lot of random fans. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen those European games where like, there'll be a game in Germany, and there'll be like, nineteen of the thirty-one teams jersey in in one section of the stands. Right. That's kind of Canada in a little bit of a way, in a again different fashion. But there's a lot of like, oh, I'm a Niners fan. Oh, this guy likes the Vikings. Oh, you know, again, outside of the Seahawk fans in the West Coast, um, it's kind of all over the map. So I think Canada was just hoping for a good football game.
4: Hey Lucas, I, uh, I noticed some people were talking online about how they were upset with uh, uh, was it Coach Shanahan from the the Forty ers for deciding to take the ball and have possession at the start of overtime because some people believe like no let the Chiefs do it figure out what they're going to do and then then you can work from there. How, what was your take on that? Did you think they made a, a boneheaded mistake by allowing the you know by by taking the ball first and, and then ended up just getting a field goal?
1: I did again, and I I saw a tweet that said that you know you could argue it both ways. But in my head, I would have definitely kicked, and then you really put the other team, you know, in a pressure situation to score.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then, but then the next thing is like again, the Niners settle for a field goal because they're down there. But if they would have known that they need eventually the a touchdown, they would have you know always been on four down territory. So you start calling plays, you know, when it's third and six, you're sitting there saying, hey. We don't necessarily need all six yards here. Like, it's a 100% chance we're going for it on fourth. So, to me, I think that changes the play calling a bit, opens it up a little more. So, I was very surprised that when they won the toss that they didn't, uh, you know, elect a kick, yeah. knowing that y- you would basically know exactly what you needed. And uh, that's what would have been my thought. But I guess there's a, uh, a thought to starting period off and putting pressure on uh,
4: the opposing team and one last very important question from my end at least uh, you know a lot of people were talking about the streaker do you feel that someone is a streaker
1: if they don't take off their pants no i right. wouldn't call him, i would not call a guy a streaker it well, was shirtless
4: yeah <laughs> have you experienced many times where you were playing where there were streakers and, and and what was that did any of your guys want to just like crush the dude while he's running on the field
1: I, that's definitely a thing, you know, and it was funny because the two guys yesterday um, that came on, it was almost like they had a good plan because they both went on at the same time, started running in the same area, and then one guy veered left, the other guy veered right, and they let the play run. I don't know how the broadcast looked, but I was worried they were going to blow the play dead. It was a third down stop for the Niners, um, which they allowed to stand because against the uh, runners, let's call them, didn't affect the play, but... I do, you know, and I'm trying to think if there's an exact moment, but I could see for sure, like, our defense is in a groove back in the day, and some guy decides to try and mess it up, run on the field, and maybe gets a shoulder by Earl or Cam, you know, that yeah. would be pretty painful. like <laughs> Cam would just crush a dude. Yeah.
4: That's so yeah. funny, that it was two at the same time. Do you think they knew each other, and were they a- a- afterwards? Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, it makes, yeah, two idiots are just like, oh, let's do this together.
1: Yes, 100%.
3: Luke, during the halftime performance, we got to see some crazy dance moves on roller skates, and I know you're very good on ice skates, but how are your roller skates moves?
1: You know, probably not great. Probably <laughs> not great. I, <laughs> and, uh, again, I this is no disrespect to Usher. I obviously <laughs> think he's a wildly talented um, player or musician, if you will. But I, I just feel like, you know, nice rock and roll themed halftime show is long overdue. Trying yeah. to Los Angeles had kind of the old school rappers. Uh, uh, Rihanna, was Rihanna last year? Does that sound right? Yes. Yep. Usher this year. It's like, we gotta get like just some classic grunge or something, come back, rip the stadium up. I think that would be pretty iconic now. I, I would um, vote for
4: that too. Foo Fighters and Alice in Chains. Let's yes. make something like that happen. Yes. Yes.
3: Well Luke Wisland, thank you so much for joining the Daily MiG Show this morning to talk about your amazing Super Bowl experience. Pretty cool that you get to do this coverage. Do you see this being a continued thing for all of eternity?
1: Uh well that's a great question. I'm uh I'd say for the no. For all of eternity, <laughs> no. Tyron,
2: it's a lot,
4: of pressure. Of, it. Tyron, that's a lot yeah, of pressure I'm... to put on a guy. <laughs>
1: Yes, absolutely not. Maybe a few more years and then kind of figure things out from there. For the next 60 years of your life, you have to do this. (laughs) No question.
4: Luke, thanks, man, for taking some time out to chat about the Super Bowl. I know you got some traveling to do, but we appreciate you. And whenever you get back to Seattle, man, swing on by.
1: All right. I appreciate it. I'll be back in about a month, so I'm sure we'll catch up. Awesome. Take care. All right.
3: Well, something happened over the weekend with my family, Rockaholics, and it completely shocked the rest of the show. What was it? We're going to tell you after Lenny Kravitz. The Daily
0: Mix Show. The Daily Mix Show.
3: Well, it is not uncommon for my niece and nephew to come and visit us up north. Um, they are right about the same age as Barrett. and awesome. the Three of them are like bestest buds, but... I, I was telling you guys about how they arrived in the North End and it kind of blew you away a little well, bit.
4: Because I, so we sent each other like an email or at the end of the weekend just to be like, hey, this is what happened over the weekend. And, and there was something that you wrote in your email that left both myself, Danny and Sarah we're all looking to like, excuse me, wait a second. So the moment you came in this morning, like we don't want to talk about it until we get on the air but what in the f is going on in your world because you wrote Saturday we slept in a little and then my folks brought the three kids over the cousins to our house the cousins were picked up by a helicopter
3: <laughs> so my brother-in-law he got, I think he got his helicopter pilot license about a decade ago okay and then recently added a helicopter Wait. to the to that to their to so their he, list of hobbies. <laughs> so he
4: purchased a helicopter?
3: Yes. Like some people are into boats, you know. Some are people Are they expensive? Are into, depends on what you need, Steve.
4: You know, if I'm buying a helicopter, I might go, I might splurge. I don't know if I want to get like, you know, one that's been, that has a couple too many miles on it and got oh, a for sure. There. I don't want to get like a discount on a helicopter.
3: Totally. And, you know, I think you can, I think some helicopters are probably priced the way that, you know, brand new nice cars are are priced. I I have flown in him, uh, it, uh, flown with him in a two seater, which was really really fun. We got to do like a tour of um, downtown Seattle, out of Boeing Field. It was. Totally magical. So does he
4: just commute around places with his helicopter?
3: He not every day, but he can. So like so <laughs> so he has a buddy that has <laughs>
4: <laughs> ridiculous. City hey, folks just don't. Care. I don't even know if it's city folk are just
0: <laughs> it,
3: So the there's an Arlington an airport in Arlington, okay. the Arlington Airport. And um he has a buddy that is a helicopter mechanic out there. He nice. has that's where his hangar is. So he will go up and land and then work on helicopters and, and learn more about helicopters with his buddy. And so sometimes he'll fly the kids up up land at the Does at the land, airport okay sometimes he lands at the airport and then he'll bring the car seats and borrow his friend's car and drive the kids over to our house or he'll land at our neighbor's property and drop them off in our neighborhood
4: that was my question i was like do you have property i know you have 5 acres yes can he land a helicopter on your land?
3: He can't exactly land one on our land. That's such
4: a baller move! With like yeah. that, oh my the, gosh! The wind—I would come out and just like look like I'm like you know some kind of action movie.
3: It's pretty cool. So he so he landed at our neighbor our neighbor's place in in his backyard. He's got a nice big open um, you know kind of field, I guess, and so it's plenty of room for him to land a helicopter up there. But that that's how my that's how my Little niece and nephew sometimes travel to the North End. And you're missing all of that crazy weekend traffic. Everybody's out running to Costco, getting ready for the Super Bowl, yada, yada, yada. And he can bypass all of that. That's
4: insane. I have one buddy, my buddy Carl. He, it's uh, it's uh, Peltrum Plumbing. He owns that place. It's the uh, last name And he has a helicopter. And I remember the first time I was in a locker room because he played hockey. And, and he was talking about something about getting you know, on a helicopter. I'm like, wait a second. Excuse me? You have a helicopter? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that is just such a cool thing to have.
3: Well, and they live down in like the like, Renton area, but I'm like, you guys could move up north and live closer to me, and he could just commute every day with a helicopter. However, it is like weather, you know, it's weather dependent. Like, if the weather's really bad, if you have bad visibility.
4: Do we have a landing thing here in our building where you could <laughs> land it up above? Wouldn't that be
3: amazing? <laughs> well, and I, and, hey,
4: guys, I was running late, so I decided to take the helicopter to
0: work.
3: Oh. It's. I mean, it is pretty cool, and the kids think it's, I mean, they're, they're like, four and five, so they don't even, I don't even know that they quite have an understanding of how unique this situation is, that, like, their friends are awesome. rolling around in helicopters all the time, but it's super fun, and, uh, you know, when I got to do my tour, it was, it was just the coolest.
0: But also, aren't they gonna, like, grow like, are they gonna grow up and be, like, super salty about it? Like, <laughs> yeah, we had a helicopter, and it's, like, that's really cool, and like, not really. Like,
4: you know, they hate everything your parent your, your parents did. So at that point, it might not be that cool to them. So it becomes uncool because of that.
3: Yeah. Like, can't we, no, Dad, can't we take the car? <laughs>
4: right, right. I want to sit in traffic I want to take public afternoon. transportation, Dad.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is so
4: dumb. We're in a helicopter. Do you have, like, a good stereo system in a helicopter? Like, I don't even yeah, know how that works.
3: I, you know, when I was in it, you have to wear, like, the yeah. headphones. And they have, there's, like, communication. Um, you have, like, a little microphone so you can, mm-hmm. you know, hear and communicate and all that. So I, I don't know. I Probably don't know that not. you can put music in there.
4: It's quite unnecessary to have like bass bumping. And you just
3: bumping. bring your U-E-boom and just crank it up as loud as possible to try to compete with the so sound of the party mother effort. <laughs> well, rockaholic, someone out there is going to have the opportunity to try and beat Steve. If you'd like that opportunity, give us a call. 206-803-ROCK. Steve is 37, 13, and 3 in 2024. And we're going to play Beat Migs at 850.
2: The Daily Migs Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.